Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hunt, Fish, Eat podcast. Tonight, I sit down with my buddy, Matt Brooks. So Matt is a competition barbecue cook, among other awesome things. Um, he's a part of a team that's uh, not huge, but they've won a couple uh, trophies throughout the country at different competitions. And tonight, we talk about what is competition barbecue and what does that look like and also... Um, about how to how to smoke some mead and and those awesome things. So sit down and listen up. Welcome to this episode of the Hunt Fish Eat Podcast. I'm here with my buddy Matt Brooks. How's Matt, it good? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it, it's my pleasure, man. I'm, I'm excited to sit down and talk with you. So long time coming. Yeah, it has been, man. So we I'm trying to think how long have I probably about two, three years I've known you. Uh yeah, I want to say almost three years. Yep, and we oddly enough met um, at a barbecue restaurant. Yep, Slaps Barbecue down downtown Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, the uh, Strawberry Hill, the uh, historic district down there. Yep, yep. yeah. I had said, you know, I, I worked for CZ, and I had a couple of buddies tell me about um, how awesome Slaps was, and uh, so I had to make the patronage over there. Yep. And I, I agree, man. That's um, they got some really good food there, and I, I, we know each other because I went there so often. Yeah, you know. Yep, it so, was just kind of the. Mutual, you know, love of the environment and, you know, everything between what the two of us do. Yep. That, you know, just kind of naturally grew together. Mm-hmm. Well, and like what I tell people, I don't know if you know this, but usually whenever someone coming from out of town, they always want good barbecue. Mm-hmm. You're coming to Kansas City. And yep. so Slaps is always my go to. It's mm-hmm. 10 minutes from the office and it's excellent barbecue. Oh, mm-hmm. it is. It is. Yep. Joe's yeah. definitely got it dialed in good there. Yeah, yeah, no, it does a great job there. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you don't work at Slaps anymore. I do not. Okay. Um, I let's see. About two months ago, I decided after three years, uh, it was time for me to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I learned a lot from the from the owners. Um, I learned a lot from my coworkers, and uh, it's just one of those things. You know, when you get the call in, you have one or two options. You can listen to it, and, or listen to it and do it and achieve or you cannot do it and be miserable the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, uh, it's like any sort of risk you take. If you don't try, you'll never know. That's it. That's no, it. You'll never know. And I, and I think it's, uh, you know, you can lose some stuff if you take a risk, but mm-hmm. it's like, man, um, especially when you're good at something, it's like, man, you got to take a shot. Exactly. You know, you exactly. got to try. Yep. And, um, I think it's working out well for you so far. So far, so good. So. Yeah. A uh, lot of exposure, a lot of, a lot of great things. Coming my way uh, from it, and uh, I'm just stoked. I mean, I'm I'm excited for everything. You know, I actually started Charlie's Pride about two years ago, but uh, due to things with Slaps Barbecue, uh, it was kind of a, a back burner type yeah. deal for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, you know, I I can't explain. It. I can't tell you what happened. You know, I think the best way I can describe it is a line that came from a book that I was given one time. It said, I had two options. I can continue where I was at working, being miserable and make money. Mm-hmm. Or I can go do what I really want to do, be miserable and broke for a little bit, <laughs> then make money. Yeah. yeah. So I'm taking that second route. Uh, you know, I've got good support at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got good support with my outside family. You know, it's. I just don't see an end. I don't, I don't see it failing. You know, it's yeah. just not going to happen for me. You know, and it's, um, man, 
it's much better, you know, to have tried and know. That's it. Than to always think, what if? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and not to get too deep on this podcast, but, yeah, no. you know, um, I, I know a lot of people that you know, have been in their job, whatever, for 20, 30 years. They're unhappy. Mm-hmm. They make a good living, you know, and they do their nine to five thing. And, you know, it's like if you talk to them, like, man, can't wait to retire. Can't wait to retire. And yeah. I'm like, man, I want to enjoy myself. I want to enjoy my job. Yeah. I mean, not every day is great, but it's, you know, if you don't like what you're doing, try something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's it. you know, take a shot and, um, uh, you know, like you said, you have a good support system home. I, I have a fantastic support system and mm-hmm. very blessed for that. So, it, you know, in the, in the, the two and a half, three years that I've known you, you know, <laughs> when I first met you, you were a phone jockey. Yeah. You were a yeah. sales guy with CZ USA mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and now look at you. Yeah. You know? Yep. I, I get to travel around quite a bit, and I'm very yep. blessed for that. And yep. uh, my wife's very understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she supports me quite a bit. You can do that. And um, now I started this little podcast. And yep. it's a good time, man. So. You know, you you went from you know being stuck in a cubicle all day mm-hmm. to, you know, I can't keep up with you on Facebook anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't know what I, part of the country you're in, yeah. or or what pair of mugs you're wearing today, but you're out doing something, man, and that's awesome to see. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I'm definitely blessed um, for that, and I get to do a lot of cool stuff, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's kind of the same thing like like you're talking about. It's like you know, you got to take a shot and push push a little bit, yep. and um, you know, find out what you can do, and you know, if you're doing what you love, uh, there's nothing else you want to do, no, man. By no um, means, no, yeah. by no means. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad. I'm glad we could have that that hard heart there. Yeah, yeah. Now, now um, we got the serious stuff out of the way. Let's have some right, fun. Right, right. So, you. So, what, reason I brought you on is mm-hmm. um, is you are a competition barbecue cook. I am. Um, I started doing barbecue. You know, I started doing competition barbecue two years ago. This was my third year. Okay. Um, I figured it up the other day between me and the other team that I was with. Um. I think we've done seven. I think I've done seven, uh, what they call pro series cooks total, and a couple backyard cooks. I've done seven of them total, and I've gotten a call in at least five of them. Okay. Now, what call means is you rank top ten of however many you uh, cook against. Okay. So that's where you get the the trophies, the certificates, the ribbons. You know, that's where yeah. you, you get into the cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for Two and a half, three. Let's, let's call it three years. Uh, I think last time I, I looked at the books, I think we were into total winnings of about a hundred and seventy-five, two hundred dollars. <laughs> there you go, now, making the big money. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Now that's that's a. Now I say that, and I want you to go back and realize something else is comps. Just the entry fee mm-hmm. is one hundred seventy-five, two hundred dollars. Yeah, getting into them. Mm-hmm. That's not your meat. That's not your rubs. That's not. Travel, that's not yeah. ice, that's not all of that, mm-hmm. you know, but we all say in the competition world that none of us are there to get rich. Yep. You know, we're there to, it's free, adver- well, I can't say free advertisement for us, but it's mm-hmm. advertisement for us. You know, mm-hmm. we can every now and then let passerby try our food, you know, if we want to let them do that, or we can sell it if we got license and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, really it's a chance to get out and get your name in front of a bunch of people and you know, especially if you're tagged to something like the American Royal that everybody knows mm-hmm. about. Yep. Um, the Jack down in Lynchburg, Tennessee, and the world, you know, that world cook off, that's an invitation only. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all these big cooks and, and the quicker you can get your name associated with them, the better off you are in the long run. Yeah. So 
Well, and especially if, and I don't know what your end aspirations are, but if you're looking to open a restaurant one day, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you go into any good barbecue restaurant here in Kansas City and they got trophies on the wall. That's it. That's it. You know, um, and I, so I, those carry a lot of clout, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really it's, you know, we're kind of barbecue snobs here in the Midwest, Amen. especially in Kansas yep. City. We got a lot of good options. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, this is, this is a town that you can't throw a rock five feet without hitting a pit. As I, that in. is the truth, man. And I, what I tell people is, there, I feel like every couple months there's a new barbecue joint popping up and, there and mm-hmm. a good one, you yep. know, and yep. everyone goes, man, you got to try this new place. It's awesome, you know, and um, but we're also blessed. That there's still a ton around that are good. Yes. You know, yep. Um, so that, that's that's definitely a blessing we have here in Kansas City. So if you're going to make it in Kansas City and barbecue, you got to be good. That's it. Yeah, that's the one thing I've always said about Kansas City barbecue and, and in this area is if you've got good barbecue, everybody's going to find out. Yep. I mean, your advertisement mm-hmm. budget doesn't have to be that much. Yeah. If you've got bad barbecue, they're going to find out even quicker. <laughs> you cannot get ahead of that one quick enough. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And that that's the killer, man. Because um, there's a lot of good options people aren't going to put up with. That's it. Yep. Products. So, you know. so we look at some of these institutions that have been around for a long time, like Slaps. has been around yep. for, what, eight, seven, eight years? Uh, should be... No, it was six years, um, June 14th. Okay, so they've been in business for six years mm-hmm. and growing. And growing very much so. Yeah, yeah, and then you got like Q39, you got Joe's, KC Now, or it used to be Oklahoma you know, Joe's. Yep, and, yep. Um, those places have all grown and stayed steady. Um, yep. And then, then you got Arthur Bryant's and, yeah. you know, Gates. And, you know, that was the coolest thing for me, working at Slaps, you know, especially like when you got to know me, mm-hmm. you know, I was blessed enough to be working at a facility that within the first three years of their conception, they were running top three in Kansas City for barbecue consecutively. And then that next, that fourth year came around, look who was number one. Yeah. You know, they were, they were making the old dogs look up at them. Yep. You know, and, and that's just, I I was truly blessed with that. And, you know, it helped me definitely learn a lot of things and and hone a lot of skills, both good and bad. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I tell you, because um, I've taken a lot of flack from or earlier when when slaps kind of first became popular in those mm-hmm. first couple of years, and I would send people there, and a couple of my old buddies are going, "Man, you know Q thirty nine, you know Joe's a lot better." I said, "No, I go. You go to slaps at like eleven thirty on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You there's a line. Mm-hmm. There is a line out yep. the door, yep. and there's a reason for that, man. Exactly. Um, people will wait twenty, thirty minutes, forty five minutes in line mm-hmm. for that food because it's good. Yep. Um, you know, and, and it is fantastic. You know, and I. I think you guys are doing some really cool stuff. You do normal stuff well. You know, you do briskets, ribs, mm-hmm. yep, um, burn ins, pulled pork. You do that well. Mm-hmm. You know, really well. And then you do some cool stuff like the sandwich, the Mike Johnson. Yep. Um, and obviously, you don't work for Slaps anymore. But but um, no, I, I mean, I'm still going to give credit. Give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, they like you were saying the Mike Johnson number one selling sandwich by far. Yeah. You know, and it was always the funniest thing when we have groups come in. You know, you can attest to this because you've seen it. Yeah. One person ordered the mic, and next thing you know, the next 10 people are ordering the mic. Yeah. You know, even if they yeah. had no idea that they were going to do it. Yeah. It was just one of those concepts that if you've never been there, it's an open concept, kind of like uh, they say it's like a Chipotle yep. of, of barbecue, where it's a, a Texas-style, you know, custom slice, custom way, custom sandwich mm-hmm. uh, setup. And so you, you walk in, you order your sandwich, you order what you want, and then... I can't tell you how many times I laughed because people was, 
well, I wanted this when I came in, but now I want that, <laughs> yeah. you know, because you're seeing everything lined out. And yeah. that, that was my favorite part. That was where, mm-hmm. that's where I was. I was a slicer. You know, that was my favorite part of it mm-hmm. was the interacting yeah. with customers and everybody else. Yeah. Well, one thing I loved was um, when you looked at Slap's website, I, I don't know if it's still there or not, um, but it, it would say, uh, you know, we are open until we run out of meat, mm-hmm. you yep. know, because that meat's fresh every day. And yep. that's um, that's such a big deal, not, not to put some of the other guys down, but um, – Smoking it fresh every day and then not using reheated meat is such a big deal, man. Oh, it's the the taste, the texture, the tenderness, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. It's just a complete different thing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, well, let's kind of get back to uh, your competition team. Yep. So, what is the name of your team? So, the name of my team is uh, OVB Barbecue, uh, and that's a short act. Uh, Acronym. Act, thank you. That's the word. No I worries. Can, no that's worries. the word I couldn't spit out there. Uh, for old veteran bastards, and the reason, <laughs> the reason behind that is I myself, I'm an Army vet. Mm-hmm. Uh, my comp partner uh, Robert Skip Frazier, he's an old Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we got together, uh, it was like let's just give it a shot, and we was trying to figure out what to do, and uh, it was kind of repurposing something I already had done since I already had the personalized license plate for OVB, mm-hmm. which stood for something completely, totally different at that time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I want to do this. And, and thankfully, my partner and I, we got talking and we both started laughing. He was like, that's it. That's that's what we want. That's, you know, that fits everything I'm honest mm-hmm. because plus the other two silent members that we have, um, one gentleman um, called Mr. 17, 1999, he won the American Royal, mm-hmm. and then he turned around two weeks later, won the world the world championship. Oh wow! And he did that. You know, the funny thing is about comps is you can have a guy with a bunch of Weber kettles, and then you can have a guy with a sixty thousand dollar rig parked next to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, this literally was one of those situations where Johnny Mac. Uh, he and him and his partners took the American Royal with four Weber Smoky Mountain, the bullet smokers. Huh. Parked right next to a guy from Texas that had about a $30,000 rig. They had a, a solid gold armadillo that he put out in the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. When they showed up, was laughing at Johnny Mac and all them. And then when uh, Johnny Mac came back with the crown, he said, hey, let me see that armadillo. <laughs> Going to give it a new hat. But uh, so Johnny Mac, he's an old veteran. And then uh, Chad, he's a, he's cooked with Skip before on their old team, and uh, he's done bar- world cooking competitions, barbecue competitions, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So everybody in the group is a veteran of one form or another, uh-huh. you know, not just military. So yep. kind of fits well with everybody. Yeah. Well, there you go. And so let's kind of dive in here a little bit. Not everybody knows what competition barbecue is, you know. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. What's kind of the format? What do you cook? How so it, it all the since we're in Kansas City area, we'll, we'll stick with KCBS, uh, mm-hmm. Kansas City Barbecue Society uh, rules, regulations, and stuff like that, because that's primarily what we cook. But naturally, depending on where you're at in the country, different places have different rules, different mm-hmm. styles. Yep. You know, different whole nine yards. Uh, Texas being one of the biggest ones there is. But uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society, when you go to do a sanctioned professional cook. Pro Series cook, you have four meats that you have to cook. You have your brisket, you have your pork butt, you have your ribs, and then you have your chicken. Uh, you can either do chicken thighs or chicken legs or any part of the chicken really that you want to. Mm-hmm. But traditionally, everybody does chicken thighs. 
because they're harder to cook. They're easier to goof up, you know, and if you want to mm-hmm. show, hey, this is what I can do, you always go for the hardest possible shot, hardest possible thing you can do. But, uh, so yeah, so you have your meats. Um, on the average, like briskets, we try to do what they call a USDA choice or prime, which is all in the marbling of the cow mm-hmm. when it goes to slaughter, uh, things of that nature. Um, if we had the money or if we had the sponsors, hint, 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 if anybody's listening, <laughs> um, a lot of your pro guys are cooking uh, an American Wagyu okay. or, a yep. wa- or a Wagyu style. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody who, who doesn't know what Wagyu is, it's it's the greatest cut of meat you'll find if you can find it, you know, in mm-hmm. assuming the farmers took care of it really yep. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a buddy of mine, Patrick, up there in, in – um, Missouri up there and how oh, red bubbles up there around the uh, distillery up there, Weston. Mm-hmm. He's got a ranch out there in Weston that um, he raises Wagyu on and does pretty good with his stuff. But that just goes into a whole nother realm of, of stuff. Yeah. Um, price wise difference, you know, an example, we try to cook anywhere from a 17 to a 20 pound brisket. Because mm-hmm. by the time we trim down, it gets down to about 14, 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. So we're looking 75 to $100 on a regular choice or prime brisket. Costco's, Walmart, wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the guys that are cooking Wagyu's, the same brisket are running them $250, $300. Gotcha. So you're looking at almost two, three times as much. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. Is it good? Yeah, it's great. But- if you know what you're doing and you know what you're looking for and you know how to cook it, uh, my partner and I, we just took second place with our brisket here uh, a couple comps ago going up against guys that had Wagyu. You know, the yeah. only difference is, is is we treated ours a little bit better than they did. We hit our marks. They didn't. And the judge liked ours better, mm-hmm. you know, which is judging in the comp world. That's That's the biggest pain for any of us. <laughs> yeah. Because you go into it, you think barbecuing, you're thinking cooking, you're thinking, okay, what do I like? What do my family like? What are the general mm-hmm. masses like? You can't do that. Yep. Um, you have to have a flavor profile, a flavor, a, ta- a taste, a tenderness, and the whole nine yards on it that thankfully you can go taking class on. Mm-hmm. So the coolest thing about barbecue comps is – you can go find out what you have to do to become successful. You can get the inside track, the whole nine yards. You can take a certified class, become a certified master judge. And I'll tell you everything you need to know hmm. about what to go to cook. But like I was saying, that's the hardest part about cooking is you got to forget almost everything, you know, your flavor for profile, what you want to taste, what you think it should be. And you have to put seven pieces of meat in a box for seven people you may never meet day in your life, mm-hmm. you know. So in the seven, you have six people at the table, and then you have a captain's judge, a table judge, cap- mm-hmm. table captain, who will is there basically for the tiebreaker. Gotcha. So, okay. but that's what you do. Is, you know, basically, you always make sure you put in enough meat for seven people. Hmm. That okay. way, everybody has a piece. And, you know, like the brisket, like you see on TV, they want to see it hung over the, you know, where it can hang over. Uh, Ribs. A lot of people think the perfect rib is one that just disintegrates and falls off the bone. When you do uh, comp cooking, that's not the case. Yeah. You know, they want just a little bit of tug 
And literally, when you get done, you can uh, see your teeth marks in that rib that you just did. Uh, chicken, you know, we was talking about the hardest meat there a few minutes ago. You know, chicken thighs, it's one of those that you got to make sure you can bite through the chicken and then bite through the skin all at the same time without the skin coming off and then making a big mess for the, the uh, barbecue judge. So, you know, like I said, it the backyard cooking or restaurant cooking and comp cooking, three different cooking styles. Yeah. All day long. Yeah, because you're not um like you said with with judged barbecue competitions, you're not cooking what you like. No. Nope. You know, or, or what you think could be good. It's there's very specific criteria set out and they're seeing if you can execute that. Exactly. And the the worst part is is you get the judges get one bite. That's it. They're I mean, once they can get done judging, they can go back and they can finish it and they can do whatever they want, but you have one bite to hit them with as much flavor, mm-hmm. you know, as you can to make them remember that Yeah, forever. Yeah, and, you know, and, and that's crazy, you know, and you think about it, it makes sense because those guys are, guys or gals or, you know, if it's a big competition, there's mm-hmm. a couple hundred plates they're eating off that exactly. day, so yep. Yep. Um, you know, they have to have a, they can't you know, finish all your ribs. No, you know? no. Uh, a buddy of mine did a comp one time and it was his first comp ever. And he was all excited and he was going, he was, uh, I think it was eating a rib or something. And he was just going to town. He said, one of the best ribs you ever had. And this little old lady that was next to him started laughing. And he says, hon, what's so funny? She says, it's your first comp, ain't it? He said, yeah, it is. Why? She says, honey, you better slow down. <laughs> said, this is the first box. You got at least six more to go. Yeah. Said you are going to be full if you want to eat like that, <laughs> you know. And my hat is off to the judges because while they may have some of the best barbecue in the world in front of them, they've also got the other side of that spectrum. Yeah, around them, you know, yeah. got some that chicken's raw, mm-hmm. you know, or it's just beef's overdone or the smoke's mm-hmm. real bitter. You know, you've been, you've been doing a little bit of smoking yourself here lately. I so, have been, yeah. So you've yeah. learned that the difference in the color of the smoke and you know, yeah, that real bitterness that you can get that can just ruin everything. Yeah. You know, it's uh, what's interesting about barbecue is it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's simple. You have low heat with smoke for a long period of time, mm-hmm. rub the meat maybe. You know, th- there's some variance there, but really it's just smoke, heat, and time. And mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that smoke imparts some flavor, but the the low, slow process is, is, is a big deal. But it's it's simple. That doesn't mean it's easy. Exactly. You know, and exactly. there's um, – you know, as we know, there's tons of different styles. You know, mm-hmm. there's four or five big styles, you know, Kansas City style, Texas style, South Carolina, and a couple others in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and there's a lot of variants and the different things you can do. And there's a lot of stuff you do to mess it up. Yes. You know, yep. um, and, and, uh, no, that's, that's absolutely right. So of those four meats that you cook for competition, what's your favorite cook? My favorite is brisket. Okay. Uh, when I started down this trail, let's see. It still blows my mind. When I started down this road 23 years ago, uh, I started when I was 16. I'm 39 now. Uh, brisket was the go-to meat. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't cook brisket, you you just wasn't you know a pitmaster. You yep. wasn't worth your salt of being a pitmaster. Mm-hmm. You know, and up until '84, uh, brisket you can get 50, 75 cents a pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, some meat markets was throwing it out at the end of the night. You know, wow. that's, that's how it came to be, you know, so big in the barbecue world now is, you know, rewind back to, you know, way back 
teens, twenties, stuff around in there. Mm-hmm. The brisket was such a hard, tough cut of meat because it comes off the breast of the cow. Mm-hmm. The one of the most active muscle parts on any animal. Yep. Um, those muscles are just so tense. Nobody knew how to cook them. Mm-hmm. Well, butcher shops at, on Sundays would just start throwing the stuff away or literally selling it for pennies on the pound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, dad would come home after selling a cow at the market, you know, stop in the butcher shop, grab some stuff, come home. Sunday, Monday, they would cook. That's why, if anybody's ever wondering, if you notice some barbecue joints aren't open on Mondays, that's an old tradition. Hmm. Was okay. Because the the dad would bring home the meat on my, or Sunday after the, you know, taking the cattle to sell and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they would either cook Saturday, Sunday or Monday. Okay. You know, so Sunday was either family day or Monday was family day. Gotcha. You know, or starting into the new week. So that's why if you ever wonder, you know, why Sunday, Monday for a lot of barbecue joints, that's why it's because it was just the way it was for back then. You know, gotcha. a farmer didn't work on Sunday mm-hmm. and then, you know, had to reset everything for Sunday. So they didn't have time to cook. Yeah. But a brisket is actually two muscles. You have the flat and then you have the point. The point is what the good burn ends come from if you're done right. And the flat's where your slices come from. I've said this a million times and I'll continue saying it. Brisket is one of those that if it's done right, you can't beat it. Mm-hmm. If it's done wrong, you literally cannot eat it because <laughs> you will sit there and you will gnaw on all those, yeah. you, know, you know, gnaw on all that collagen, gnaw on all that muscle, gnaw on that little bit of fat. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a piece of bubble gum for hours, but get nothing out of it. Yep. You know, yep. so brisket, when I started cooking, Brisket was the the meat that was, you know, I had to master. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that was I had to do it. That's what I had to hit. Yeah. And uh I think I've done pretty well. I mean, some judges seem to like it, some other judges seem to not like it, but you know, you're not going to win them all. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. and um just like you said it's a uh, you may cook it the way you want to do it or the mm-hmm. way you think it should work out. And it doesn't always work out that way. And, no, not at all. You know, maybe some other guys executed better that day. Yep. And that's the, that's the game, right? That's, that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's the fun part of the game, yeah. you know? And then the other greatest part of the game is, you know, much like your world, the hunting world and stuff like that, the family, the camaraderie, mm-hmm. you know, the, everything that you get, you know, we can, once you get in to the barbecue world, you never want to get out. Yep. Because you'll find some of the greatest people in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, the greatest thing about it is, is those who have attitude issues don't stick around. They work themselves out. Really quick. Yep. And that's the greatest mm-hmm. part about it. Because I can't tell you how many times, you know, short of a brisket, and I've seen guys do this with a brisket, I had to run to a trailer. Somebody I didn't even know or somebody I didn't know. Hey, man, I need such and such. Do you have it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yep. You know, because the greatest thing about a lot of these competitors is they want to beat you at your top. Yep. You know, they don't want to say, oh, yeah, I beat him because he didn't have this or did this happen, that happened. Mm-hmm. They want to say, I beat him on his best cook. I yep. beat him on his best day, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just you can't beat it. In my yeah. opinion, you, know? you know, and that's it's interesting you mentioned that. And um, I'm a big fan of kind of outliers or people that are exceptional in different mm-hmm. sports. And if you're familiar with CrossFit, there's a guy named Matt Frazier mm-hmm. and he's won it for the last four or five years, just a dominant guy. And. Um, he was interviewed and he said, he goes, you know, I want to beat you on your best day. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want you to bring your best and I still beat you. He's like, the worst thing for me is me to beat you and there'll be an asterisk next to it, you yep. know? Yep. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with this barbecue world where people are like, man, I want to give you every fair chance. And if mm-hmm. you need something, I want to help you out because I want to legitimately yeah. make a better product. And, mm-hmm. um, that kind of level of competition, it breeds, Hey man, we're all in this together and let's, mm-hmm. let's compete as fairly and as hardly yep. as we can. Keep so. it all on the level, mm-hmm. you know? 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and like you mentioned, um, it is kind of a family atmosphere. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you got your so. team kind of becomes a family, and you spend a lot of time together. You know, you a know. lot of a lot of close quarters time yep. together. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, an example: we have a twelve by sixteen. Um, yeah, twelve by twelve by sixteen trailer that we cook out of, mm-hmm. and uh, Skip had it all set up before I got there. You know, it, it's it's a little mobile kitchen. Mm-hmm. The way he's got it set up is is freaking phenomenal. But you know, it doesn't leave much room for the two of us to wiggle around. And the funnier than that is, you know, when it comes time to sleep. You know, that's where we sleep. Yep. He sleeps at the head of the trailer. I sleep at the foot of the trailer. And, you know, if we sleep at all. Yep. But that's the other fun part about <laughs> barbecue comps. Excuse me. I laugh every time I think about this. So kind of give me an idea of a layout of a comp weekend. Yeah. Yep. All right. So usually try to pull in somewhere no later than four o'clock in the afternoon. Friday, okay. Friday afternoon. You cook Saturday. So you try to pull in no later than Four o'clock Friday afternoon. That okay. gives you a chance to get everything set up, get your meat inspected by the uh, judges, the people mm-hmm. are running it, the whole nine yards. Um, fire marshal comes around, make sure everybody's legit, got your fire, your extinguishers, all that good stuff. So now you're there. So let's call that five o'clock, five thirty. So one person usually breaks off and starts eating and making dinner. The other guys, we start. Trimming ribs. We start trimming brisket if we haven't done it already. Mm-hmm. Start making injections. Start making rubs. Start making all that stuff. If you're lucky, by this time, nine o'clock, somewhere around in there. Mm-hmm. So, at least for us, you know, this is this is our our usual time frame. If nothing bad happens, but you know, usually nine o'clock, we have a last team meeting. You know, go around, talk with some people, hang out, have a little mm-hmm. bit of fun. We try to be in bed no later, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Okay. Just to, so we're in bed now, three o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning is around. You fire up the smokers. Uh, we do what's called hot and fast. So we run anywhere at 375 or 275, 325. Okay. Um, so we're up at three o'clock in the morning. Smokers rolling by 330. Everything's right. Temp is on by four, four o'clock. Brisket's on. Okay. 4.30, 4.45, you spritz the brisket for the first time, pork's on. And I can show you here on my phone. I still have it. I've got a list, probably about half as long as my arm, of nothing but alarms. You know, <laughs> rotate this, spritz this, cover this, wrap that, take this off, take that on. So that is, so usually from about 5 to 7.15, 7.30, first thing in the morning, you're usually running around pretty good, trying to get everything on, make sure everything's ready. Uh, everything's out of the brine. Everything's ready to go. So try to get breakfast in real quick. You know, most guys either do one or two things. We'll get breakfast in or we'll go take a nap real quick. Yep. So you got all that done. 8.30, 9 o'clock, your brisket and your point should be coming off pretty quick. You know, so that's only four hours, four to six hours that we're cooking those where – uh, low and slow guys, most of them would have had them on 10, 11 o'clock the night before. Okay. You know, so they're running 12, 13, 14 hours on brisket and we're getting one done in six and getting the texture right, getting the bark right, getting, you know, mm-hmm. getting everything right so far, knock on wood. Uh, so then you get your smaller meats on, your ribs and your chicken, which take about three hours total on them. So you yeah, got everything's going, everything's good. 
comes the 11 o'clock hour. Okay. 11 a.m.? 11 a.m. On Saturday. On Saturday okay. morning. This is when everything starts getting ready to turn in. You do 30-minute turn-in increments. Um, 12 o'clock is chicken. 12.30 is pork. 1 o'clock is ribs. 1.30 is brisket. So now the fun begins because now you have your boxes. You know, they give your boxes your number on it because all blind judging. Mm-hmm. You've done spent the two hours putting kale in the box, making everything look pretty, <laughs> which aggravates me as a chef because I'm always a believer that you don't put anything on the plate you're not going to eat. Yep. You know, and if there's any kale lovers out there, I apologize from the bottom of my heart. I mean, no offense, but that stuff is nasty. <laughs> I've tried it everywhere I could, especially with my wife who has celiac disease. Mm-hmm. But uh, so anyways, so 1130, it's go time. You know, you got your chicken out. You've done done your last little bit of what you're doing. Now you're going from 12 to 14 pieces of chicken down to seven pieces of chicken. To put in a box, make it look pretty. Yeah, you're you have a lot more food than you need. Exactly, you're picking yep. your good pieces. You're picking you're picking the best out of the gotcha. bunch. Yep, mm-hmm. um, you know ribs usually go with the, the center cuts. You know it's always about the center cut. Anybody knows anything with beef or meat? Period. You always want that center cut. Mm-hmm. That's where all your fat, your flavor, and everything else is going to be. So yeah, uh, you know chickens turned in. You know usually get lucky like us. And you have to maybe walk 30, 45 seconds for go turn in. You get mm-hmm. after your box, you go and turn it in, you put it on a table, and then go from there. Give you an example, American Royal. You can have up to a mile walk. And you can't drive it, or is it just not you, if, if there If there's a way to drive it, you can drive okay. it. Okay. You know, there is, they do offer sometimes like golf carts for, you know, the older mm-hmm. competitors and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, you've got, you know, mile, mile and a half of walking gotcha. with a box in your hand, praying that nobody bumps you because you <laughs> want to keep everything pretty inside. Yep. And and the pucker factor is like plus 10 through mm. the roof. So you get that done. And for us, for me personally, after about the first 30 minutes after I turned in my chicken, I take a good deep breath. Because if you haven't seen a judge within that 30 minutes, uh-huh. that means you're not disqualified. Gotcha. If, if you turn in raw piece of chicken or something mm-hmm. like that, what they're going to do, they're going to stop the judging, put everything back in, and they will come back and deliver your box to you because they know the table judge, captain, knows who it is and knows where it goes. So, you know, they'll get a hold of the, the person who set it up mm-hmm. and they'll bring you back your food and say, hey, sorry, here you go. This is not going to cut it. Not, not going to cut it. Yeah. No, no. yeah. And uh, thankfully here again, knock on wood, not had one of those come back to me. Uh, so... You're done with the chicken. Uh, you get ready for the pork or ribs, one of the two. I, I don't remember which one I said. Uh, you know, pork, you're looking for tubes, you're looking for money muscle, and you're looking for pulled. So, you know, everybody's just thinking, oh, you just throw a handful of pulled pork in there and, and make it look right. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, for anybody that wants, I can send you some pictures of some boxes. You yeah, know, and we might, you. I might put some up with the, with the post okay. um, so they can see because I, I think that's really cool stuff. Yep. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's all in the, the build and all in the, the mm-hmm. display on it. Well, and, and uh, so you're not putting sauce on these, right? Yes. You are or yes. not? This is the only time that I personally worry about sauce. Okay. Um, because that goes in lines with the KCBS style 
You know, it's it's not drenched, it's not doused, it's not a half a bottle like everybody says. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks and they need with barbecue. And, you know, it's just enough that you should taste the meat first and then everything else goes along with it. Yep. Compliments meat. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, the, the sauce thing is, is just – it kind of goes with it. And, you know, like everything else, I think it should complement the meat, not overpower the meat. You know, a lot of guys, you'd be surprised that um, how much sauce is actually on their stuff. Mm. Um, a lot of guys will take like the drippings and stuff like that and mix in a little bit of barbecue sauce. You know, that way you're imparting the flavor of the meat and everything that came off of it back on with it with the quote unquote sauce. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, that's just color. Yeah. You know, that's just the color that they're looking for and, you know, the color color of the meat and that, that nice, pretty mahogany mm-hmm. color, you know, especially with ribs. Yep. So. Gotcha. So you got your, so we've kind of gone, uh, start off with your chicken. Yep. Pork. Yep. And what's next? So rib time. So okay. what we're going to do with ribs is, so a full slab of ribs, kind of give you an idea again, is 12 ribs. Yep. We will actually cut that down to eight ribs. So we'll take off the last two on each side on the outside and narrow it down. Do that for a couple of reasons. A, better looking ribs in the middle. B, save space on the smoker. And C, it saves time. You know, okay. we can actually cook it quicker with going that way. Mm-hmm. So on the average, we'll do, so like I, like I was saying with chicken, let me back up. With chicken, you know, 12 to 14 pieces. Butts, usually two to three butts. Uh, ribs, usually four to six slabs, no less than four. Mm-hmm. Brisket, if we're lucky, two briskets. Okay. Yep. If not, it's one brisket. You better make work with what you got. Yeah. But um, so with the ribs, you know, like I said, you have your four slabs. Uh, normally, what we try to do is we'll take the two bones out of the center, you know, or somewhere around somewhere around there, mm-hmm. um, as much as we can keep them paired up still together and, and laid in the box is is ultimately the end goal on that one. Um, you know, and like I said, here again, still the smoke ring, still the color, you know, that nice, pretty mahogany red color mm-hmm. that you can get, get with good smoke and good rubs. Yep. Uh, not so much sauce, but that's just me. <laughs> um, and then brisket, the big boys, that one there is, it, it's just mind blowing on that one to me still. Cause like I said, we'll take a 17 and 20 pound brisket, trim it down to 14 to 15 pounds. And then when we go to box it, we take even less than that. Okay. Um, burn ends, you know, off the point, you're looking here again, six burn ends, seven burn ends, you know, eight we'll usually go to, and then eight slices. You know, okay. it. I've turned some in that hasn't had the burn ends or I've turned just burn ends in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always score better when I put both of them in. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those that. If I don't like what I'm putting in the box, I'm not going to put it in the box. Yeah. You know, it it may, that bites me in the butt from time to time. Cause going back to like what we said earlier, I'm not cooking for me. Yep. I'm not cooking for my Mm -hmm. family. I'm cooking for those seven people that I've never, never Mm -hmm. met day in my life. Yeah. So, you know, you get through the ribs, you get those all turned in. Um, then brisket, you know, brisket's the most time consuming to try to get it all laid out perfect. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of art to this. There's a lot of people that, that's their job on the team is to build boxes. That's mm. all they do. You know, they build it from the kale to putting the meat in it. You know, that's what they do because they have that artistic eye. Yeah. Um, 
for I got lucky for Skip and I, you know, Skip usually at seven, seven fifteen in the morning thing on Saturday, he'll do uh he'll put the kale in the box, get the box all lined out, and then I'll do the slicing and put it in the boxes because I'm using you know, I had more time slicing than he has. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, then so there's brisket. You know, brisket's turned in. This is the one thirty mark. Now it's you go back, you stop. You're about half dead. And what, what time of day is this? This is so. This is probably we'll say this is the one thirty two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Hour. So this is after being up since three o'clock in the morning. You know, and in essence, cooking since four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, so two o'clock, you're done. You're dead. You're just you want to find a hole to crawl into, and uh, but you can't because now comes the cleanup. Mm. You know, uh, some guys got lucky, real lucky, and have dishwashers and stuff like that all in their trailers. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, $65,000, $70,000 trailer. Yep. You know, truck included, you're looking, you know, $120,000 setup to go all over the country. Yeah. Um, but for guys like us, you know, no, that's when we're busting everything down. This, you know, bus tubs are out and mm-hmm. washing dishes, getting stuff rinsed off, and, you know, the not so fun side of the barbecue comps and then usually most of your uh awards three thirty four o'clock range okay uh so you know here it is we'll say three thirty. you go and you go and see everybody and, and now it's back to friday night again mm-hmm. you know everybody's happy everybody's having a good time everybody's having fun and you know they start the judging mm-hmm. you know they go through each one each category and usually top 10 uh, give you your scores and everything else. And, you know, depends on the comp that you cook. You know, you may get a ribbon or something like that for 10th place, or you may just get a trophy or a ribbon for, you know, first and second place. Mm-hmm. So then comes down the math part that I'm still not 100% on because there's a there's a big equation that goes in there with it, and uh, most everybody else knows about it. But so they take all your average scores for all your meats, and mm-hmm. they – Add them everything together, and then that's where you get your grand champion, reserve grand champion, one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the funniest thing about it is I've seen guys that got maybe one or two calls. Now, remember, that's, you know, top ten mm-hmm. with a meet, but still turn around and get grand champion or reserve huh. grand champion. Huh. I've seen guys that, you know, sit and hit the top five in everything but one mm-hmm. come in third place. Yeah. You know, so – it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like that Lance Armstrong thing. The way he won the Tour de France was, you know, because the Tour de France is a is a bunch of races yep. back to back, and mm-hmm. he didn't win every single one of them. It's like he placed placed top three or top four yep. in every single one of them. It's kind of the same thing with this, where hundred percent, if you can do pretty well on everything, yep, you're, you're going to win. So the last comp we did, Skip and I did together, uh, we did at a VFW post up around Independence, and. Um, if we didn't take first or second, we took third. Um, the worst one we did, we took fourth in an extra con- in an extra category that was turkey. But uh, the funniest one about that was we knew we knew of the guy that we was running that was bouncing between us and him. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have first, he had first, gotcha. you know, and vice versa. Yep. And uh, it was so funny. We got down to the end, and the guy locked eyes with me, and he and gave me that, that the finger gun thing that you and me. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. 
and uh, we ended up taking second place overall. Mm. And uh, the funniest thing about it was was we took first in chicken, and then first in ribs. And when we got that second back to that second back to back first round call, mm-hmm. all you heard was "Who the heck are these guys?" <laughs> Cleaning it up for yeah, show yeah. purposes, yeah. and uh, that's all you heard. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was the funniest thing. You know, we was there surrounded by double family, veteran family, and barbecue family. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it was so funny. We had so we had so many people that was, hey, you know, thanks for showing up. It was great. You know, congratulations. You had a good cook. Blah 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 blah. Are we going to see you next year? And then there was the other half. The who the hell are you? <laughs> How'd you get here? Yeah, better, we better not see you around these parts again. Oh man, you that's know? funny. You know, and and of course that just eggs us on even yeah. more to say, that almost fires me up more than encouragement <laughs> exactly it really does because that because i'm gonna be back next year same spot same big old doofy smile mm-hmm. and one big passe thing in the barbecue world for us but we don't care but we put up the the numbers we'll be there with our pellet smokers every day long all day long gotcha so we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit um but so so that kind of gives you a, a timeline or an idea of what a competition day is like yep. Right there. So it's, that's, yeah, it's a, you know, it's the funniest thing because I always, I, I always do it and it never fails. Friday night, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm ready to go. Saturday morning between 11 and 1. Um, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. Yeah. What am I doing? And then when it's all said and done, it's let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready it's to go. Next again. One. That's the next right. One, yeah. That's right. It's, it gets in your blood. And, you know, it's like something uh, Joe Pierce of Upslaps Barbecue told me one time. I'll never forget it. Uh, after first time I got the money, he just looked at me. He said, uh, how's it feel? I said, what's that? He said, you're in the money. How's it feel? I said, it feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. He said, now wait till that check gets bigger. He said, you're going to be hooked even more. Yeah. And you know, he, he wasn't lying. Yeah. You know, well, it's, it's kind of like, it's a tangible, you know, example of what you've done. Yes. You know, and exactly. it's, it's not, you know, obviously you're, you're not winning hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it's. You can sit there and go, okay, man, like I, I want a little bit of money, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, yep. it's kind of validation, something you can, it's got like a trophy, man. You can look exactly. back at it. And, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And that's, um, I always love that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And, um, that's really cool. So that's, that's kind of about competition barbecue by your guys' team. Mm-hmm. Th- thanks for talking about that. Oh, my it's, pleasure. My pleasure. Um, yeah, there used to be some shows a while back that w- would kind of, uh, document some of that, mm-hmm. but it's, Bur- it's kind of a different world that a lot of people don't know about. So. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's a fun world. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people on the outside looking in just just think it's a bunch of you know beer drinking guys getting together having barbecue, and while that does have something to do with it, I will guarantee you that that you know guy that you don't think that can boil water will make the best slab of ribs or the best slab of brisket you ever had in your life. Yeah, you know, just it goes back to that old saying: you can't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I know one thing that's kind of cool about those competitions is like you guys aren't just cooking barbecue. You know, there's always some other food going on. Yep. I mean, you guys got to eat while you're there. And yep. so, and I'm sure that food is real good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, funny that you mentioned that. You know, we always, Skip and I, we usually, you know, biscuit and gravy is what we have for comp day. Two country boys, you know, that's probably going to be the only thing we eat until five, six o'clock that night. Mm. So we want something that's going to be heavy that, you know, is going to help us stick through the day. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, nothing about that. <laughs> trying to get something to eat before you go out. Right, yeah. But uh, so this last comp we did, we went to go make biscuits and gravy. Couldn't find the flour. We couldn't. There's hmm. no flour around. And, you know, so it's was like, crap, what are we going to do? Well, everybody knows a good base to 
gravy is a good room. Mm-hmm. Skip out of nowhere. I don't know how he, what he was thinking about how he got there. He says, let's see something. Next thing I know, he goes to a loaf of bread and starts ripping up bread. Mm-hmm. Throws that in and makes literally makes roux out of bread, you know, which is nothing mm-hmm. more than flour anyways. Yep. And uh, some of the best stuff I ever had. Yeah. But the fact mm-hmm. that he thought about that, you know, mm-hmm. just that quick mm-hmm. and, and pulled it all together. It was just an amazing thing to watch and, and very blessed to have, you know, him in my corner. Yeah. You know, teaching me as much as he's taught me. Yeah. And so, I mean, when you really look at it, you guys aren't just meat guys. You know, you guys can cook a lot of stuff and yep. you're cooks, you're chefs. Yep. yep. You know, and that's always been really impressive to me. And, uh, you know, I, I interviewed a buddy of mine last week, uh, Brandon Hayden, and he was a chef at a small farm to table place up mm-hmm. north. And, um, you know, one thing that we talked about was if, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't know how to cook. And it's like, man, if you if you can just take a couple of recipes and get real good at them, mm-hmm. you can take that information or that knowledge and apply it to a lot of stuff, you yep. know. And you can you can kind of go, okay, I'm gonna take the training wheels off a little bit, and I'm gonna do this, or I'm gonna add this to mm-hmm. it and see what happens. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with you guys. You guys are professional barbecue cookers, but you know how to cook a lot of stuff too yep. with that knowledge. You, you know, know it, when you really you get down to it, cooking is cooking. It's all in the vessel of how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we choose to do open flame and offset flame mm-hmm. and smoke. You know, to where any restaurant you go to, you know, it's still the same principle. You're still heating a protein. You're still adding, you know, your your spices or whatever you want to go with it and make it right. You know, so you're you're still it's all the same thing. You're right. You know, we are chefs. We just choose a a different style of, you know, or even bakers. You know, I've Mm -hmm. baked uh, I, I do a pineapple upside down cake. Okay. Out of the smoker. Yeah. You know, that may sound weird, but it doesn't pick up a lot of smoke flavor, mm-hmm. but it's one of the mo- most moist cakes you'll ever have in mm-hmm. your life. You know, mm-hmm. and I took fourth place, I think, with that in a comp. Now, is that like time. a bribe you paid one of the judges with or no. did they have like a dessert component? <laughs> you know, that may have been, but I'd like to think it was the 20s that lined the inside of that ah, box. Ah, gotcha. Got got me the farther money. in that one. The yeah. money helped you out yeah. there. Yeah, so. went for the money shot. That's what they told me. So I hope <laughs> I did Put that right. under the uh, upside down cake. Exactly. That's yep. mm-hmm. uh, That's funny. Well, cool. So uh, let's talk here real briefly. Um, smoking at home. Yes. You know, so we, we talked and you mentioned like some guys have those custom rigs or twenty thirty thousand dollars mm-hmm. you know, not including the truck and everything else with it. And yep. you can buy home units that are a couple grand and mm-hmm. with offset smokers and everything, but you can also do it pretty cheaply, right? Oh, a hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Um you know, one thing I noticed when I walked in was that eighteen inch Weber that you've got sitting out in your front yard. Yep. Um my very first slab of ribs that I ever cooked when I was 16, I did on one of those. Mm, okay. You know, it's just what you have to do there is you learn your fire zones. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn your, your, how to set up the briquettes, how to, whether you do the snake method, which, you know, is just nothing more than coals that are lined around the outside of the, the, uh, kettle. And then you start at one side and it does that slow controlled burn all the way through. And then you have your wood, you know, periodically through. So mm-hmm. pick up smoke. Or if you do, you know, half of it coals, the other half a water bath, you mm-hmm. know, and keep your food over there. You know, you don't need – it's the thing about smoking. It's the thing about barbecuing. Mm-hmm. If you know what you're doing and as soon as, you know, you learn what you're doing, you don't need a $20,000 rig. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't need a $200 cut of meat. Yep. You know, you can – a guy like you and me can run up here to the local Wally World, grab something off of their shelf – Come home, throw it on what we've got with a cheap bag of uh, mm-hmm. charcoal. Yep. And 
make it taste like a million bucks. Yep. You know. You know, and that's and that's the reason I'm going to mention that is that that's what barbecue came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, taking cheap cuts, brisket, mm-hmm. um, some other tough stuff that's not good to throw on the grill and just sear up. And how can we make this good? Yeah. You know, and we've made some really awesome stuff, you yep. know, ribs, pork butt, brisket. You know, those trash meat. Tra- exactly. Tra- no, trash meat. So mm-hmm. to me, along those same vein, it's like, I, to me, it's just wrong to cook on a $30,000 grill. Yeah, no. I uh, mean, hey, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll probably, you know, good Lord willing – be able to rub shoulders with guys one day and, and, and try to have that luxury. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to be honest with you, I've got for at home, I've got an old drum smoker, 55 gallon drum smoker. Mm-hmm. That's about 20 years old. Okay. That is, you know, the bottom's about to fall out of it. And when that happens, I'm going to cry. I'm not going to lie. Uh, she's been with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a, a pellet smoker. I've got, a little Smoky Joe, a little small Weber, and then I got a 500-gallon propane tank one. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, and by that, it's not a propane grill. It's no, an it's, old it's propane an old, tank. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. an old propane tank with the the, uh, the hot box set off to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole traditional, more what you think when you see, when you think barbecue smokers, yep. the offset, what they call it, offset smoker. Yep. Um, you know, I use that one more for the catering and bigger orders and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, it's like tomorrow. I picked up uh, – I got a slab of ribs and I got a little pork loin at the house uh, just because it's a little bit colder and I know which one does better in the cold weather. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fire up the mistress, my drum, mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to throw a slab of rib on and I'm going to overcook them on purpose so I can pull the bones out and do the McRibs. Yep. And then uh, that little pork loin shoulder, I'm going to take it and I'm going to take it and smoke it and do pulled with it. And then I'm going to serve that with baked potatoes. Hmm. Okay. You know, that, that's tomorrow's dinner. Yeah. You know, tonight's yeah. not as much. Tonight was a cardboard pizza in the oven, but, you know, even Chef Ramsay has macaroni and cheese from you time know, to time. You know, I was going to say, we all can't eat gourmet. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, and I do a lot of pre-cooking. Like, I, I uh, did a pork shoulder over the weekend to make carnitas, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do different stuff with that throughout the week. And um, But you know, there's sometimes I'll occasionally buy a sandwich from McDonald's or uh, mm-hmm. go to Taco Bell and some tacos. So. That, that convenience of the drive through real quick. It, it is, know? man, especially when you're tight on time. Yep. Um, but so, so – you know, if if guy came to you and said, "Hey, man, you know, I got three hundred bucks to get started barbecuing, all mm-hmm. in three hundred bucks." What, what would you tell him to do? All in three hundred bucks to get rolling and started. Um, you know, right now is 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 the greatest time of year because there's so many people that don't cook in the colder seasons mm-hmm. that um, Home Depot. You know, all those places like that, all your big box stores, you know, they start clearancing the stuff out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll tell them, go uh, Old Hickory makes good ones. You know, those are your higher end ones. Um, oh, Old Country, they make one. They're they're more, they're a inner, inner, inexpensive one. You know, they start the two, 250 range. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to be honest with you, 100% true blue honest with you, go get a Weber. Mm-hmm. Smoky Mountain or go, the Smoky go, Joe. Go get a Smoky Mountain, you know, if that's what you want, the acorn, the uh, the bullet smokers, mm-hmm. or just a flat-out Weber grill. Yep. Because that flat-out Weber grill is going to teach you two things. It's going to teach you proper fire management. Mm-hmm. It's going to teach you how to smoke and grill, sear. Mm-hmm. And it's going to tell you if you really want to do it. Yeah. You know, and if, and if you don't yeah. want to do it, you're out 
75, 80 bucks mm-hmm. instead of being out to 300 bucks. Yep. You know? Yeah. And, and that's a good point. Like you mentioned that 18 inch uh, Weber grill that I have out front and that's, I smoke in that, I grill in that, mm-hmm. I do a little bit of everything. And, um, I got that for free at work, you know, it was a that's raffle it. they had, you know, mm-hmm. one of our shippers gave it to us and, um, it works great for that, man. I mean, you got to be finicky with it. You yep. know, it's not, it's not bulletproof because, you know, there's not a lot of room for error, but no. you can learn a lot doing it and play around with it. And mm-hmm. like you said, man, at the end of the day, if it if it doesn't work out, it's only a short investment for me free. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, you know, and the other great thing with the Webers is, you know, these days they have so many accessories that goes with them. You can get a rotisserie for yeah. them now. You can get a pizza oven for yeah. them now. Mm-hmm. You can get a full griddle for them now. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's so much that you can do with them now compared to what we were doing, you know, back when I started with yeah. them. So that would be, I mean, ultimately that would be my recommendation. Mm-hmm. You know, go get a Brinkman, go get a Weber, go get something like that. Start small mm-hmm. because it's going to snowball. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're, you are yeah. going to not pay attention to what's going on and you're going to get the look from the wife when you come home with your fifth smoker that you forgot that you have four more in the backyard. Yep, yep. Guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. You know, and then once you start, you know, adding everything else to it, it adds up pretty quick. You know, this yep. is an expensive hobby, but man, I love it. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It's a, you know, we don't do it for the money. No. You know, doing it because you love it and, and that's awesome. So uh, we mentioned it earlier, pellet grills. Yes. Now, see, I, you don't have a man bun. Um, nope, 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 nope. No, so I was curious about the pellet grill. So I, I am a fan of the pellet grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at getting one here soon just for the ease of use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, based on everything I've seen, I think they're pretty they're pretty solid. 100%. Um, yep. so, so what are your thoughts on a pellet grill? So here's my thing that I always say when it comes to pellet grills that I've told everybody, even the hardest core uh, offset smokers, stick burners. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked earlier about the history of, of barbecuing, you know, uh, how those before us, kind of set everything out for us, you know, taught us how to cook the tougher cuts of meat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. If they had what we have now, I guarantee told you they'll use it. They, yeah. would, they would have used it yep. because that meant they got to spend more time with their family. You know, they wasn't babysitting a fire. They wasn't up all night doing a hog and, you know, yep. they wasn't doing all that stuff. You know, they could have spent that much more time with their family or they could have spent that much more time fixing something that needed to be fixed or yeah. whatever. You know, the, the pellet smoker is a great thing because you set it and forget it. You mm-hmm. know, you do still have your routine maintenance, you know, make sure everything stays clean, but that's any equipment. You take care of your yeah. equipment, your equipment's going to take care of you. But, you know, to set a button, to hit a button, set it and let it roll, you know, I just don't think it gets much better than that. No. And I think um, from everything I've seen, I got a couple of buddies that have them and cook with them a lot. Mm-hmm. and. You know, you can do a wide range of temperatures. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, some of them have like accessories, like you can add a sear box. And, yep. you know, I'm not a huge fan of propane cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flavor. Uh, no, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and so, but if you think about it, you know, if you sear some burgers over there and then throw them on the pellet smoker, mm-hmm. um, you get the best of both worlds. You, you know, know, and and now a lot of these smokers that are coming out um, have a searing section to mm-hmm. them, uh, mine being one of them. You know, I've got a little plate, the the diffuser plate, there's a little spot to where I can open a, a six by six door mm-hmm. and that gives me my zero, my searing zone, Okay, you know, right there. Uh-huh. And and like you said, you can, there's so much that you can do with it. You know, you can sear off a burger on this side and finish cooking chicken on this side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's, yep. it's all in learning your hot spots, but that's going to be any 
smoker you get. A smoker, grill, whatever. Exactly. You, got to, you have yep. to learn it and yep. work with it a little bit. So which uh, which pellet grill do you have? Uh, Louisiana Rectech. Okay, Rectech. Yep. Gotcha. Um, it was my my first one uh, sold to me by my my comp partner mm-hmm. who is in Traeger's Anonymous. I think last <laughs> time we counted, he has five. Oh wow! Just okay. Traegers. Um, going from the the little bitty one to the old school, uh, and I'll I'll send you a picture of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're old school. The biggest one they had where we did twelve butts. Oh wow! On it. Okay. On the same at the same time. On the same time, yep. And we we did that one for the uh, veteran community project here a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Okay, gotcha. So you're you're a okay with pellet grills, and yep. uh, mm-hmm. I am too. I, I agree with that, and especially for what I do. So you know, I cook quite a bit of wild game, mm-hmm. and um, smoke is a big part of that. Low and slow, or yeah. you know, because the dis- difference of a lot of wild game is that. It's very lean or the fat that's on it is not good. So, mm-hmm. you know, deer, moose, elk, um, a lot of that stuff, you don't want to eat that fat. It's, it's, it's kind of waxy mouthfeel. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you take a piece out of a deer and it's completely lean and there's not a lot in mus- intermuscular fat like you get on brisket or mm-hmm. beef. And so, mm-hmm. um, very, very lean. And so you, you kind of got to do low and slow, um, you know, yeah. or I'll do a lot of sous vide stuff. Um, but knowing that the pellet grill to me is just really versatile, you mm-hmm. know, in that temperature range. And you, like you said, you can set it and forget it. And, a lot of them have Wi-Fi, you know, or yeah. Bluetooth, and you just yep. control it from your phone. And yep. um, that, that's that's some cool stuff. And I, I have um, I got a new Pelgro coming. I, I haven't nice. talked about it yet or brand yet, but mm-hmm. we'll um, I'll release that on a future podcast. Probably. Awesome! So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be cool. And I'm gonna have to have you come over and help me uh, break it in or something, man. Yep. So, well, I'll get over here. We'll show you how to season it up because just like every other smoker, you know, you definitely want to run that first season. Mm-hmm. You know, and get it all seasoned up and mm-hmm. and good, and show you the ins and outs. Of, have that thing take care of you the rest of your days. Perfect. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. So um, let's go here. You have a new podcast coming out. I do. Um, radio show, podcast? Radio, or? yep. Uh, podcast, uh, vlog, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, this one here, sorry, guys, but you'll have to see my ugly face from time to time. <laughs> um, so I was – there was a, a good friend of mine reached out to me and said, hey, I've got a, a open spot on uh, my network. and." I just realized we didn't have a barbecue show. He says, do you want to do it? I said, you know, I got nothing else going on right now. Let's go ahead and do it. So, uh, yes, starting November 2nd at 7 p.m., which is a Monday. Okay. It's going to be my first show. Um, Basically, what you're getting here, you know, talking barbecue, talking comp stuff, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Be about an hour long in the beginning. Um, After that, we're going to go to Saturday nights at 7 o'clock. Okay. Uh, we went ahead and set up Saturday night because so guys can, after a comp, you know, give mm-hmm. them something to listen to on the way home. Yeah. Watch on the way home. Yep. Um, but not while they're driving. Of course uh, not. Um, but, you know, basically a lot of what you got going on here, and the, the title of this one is um, Hot Boxing with Matt. <laughs> so they're... Take it for what you will. Take yeah. it for how you will. A little bit of humor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, it, a lot of guys call their 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 fire boxes their hot boxes, and, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just a chance to uh, to have some fun. You know, me talk about the thing that I'm most passionate about, except mm-hmm. my family. Yep. Um. You know, give me an outlet to talk about that. Um. I'm really looking forward to it. I got uh, a couple guests already lined up. Good. I got a buddy of mine down in Texas. Uh, he's just finishing up his military career and. You know, he's been doing catering and stuff like that the past 10 years on his time off. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's been an influence on me and, and helped me out a lot. And, 
you know, the greatest thing is I'm not shy. I'm mm-hmm. not bashful. Yep. Um, so I'm looking forward to the fact of bugging people like Mo Kason, mm-hmm. uh, bugging people like Myron Mixon, mm-hmm. you know, guys like them, or even just the smallest people. You know, mm-hmm. they, you know, my plan is once we can get done, we can get talk. I'd like to have you on and, you know, do a crossover again. Yeah, man. You I know, just that. on the other side of the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm excited. Um, it gives me a chance to, to advertise my business a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just a, a great opportunity. Um, I actually start the third day in of a attempt of a Guinness World Record. Guinness now Guinness World Record books are already involved. Mm-hmm. Know what's going on. They've agreed to it. We're going to be shooting for a hundred and eighty consecutive hours. Oh, that's cool, man! Of podcasting, that's cool. So, a lot of a lot of great things going on. A lot of fun things going on. And and you know the great thing with this network is is it's a wide variety mm-hmm. of stuff that you're going to hear on there. Um, so, if you don't hear something you like this hour, you know. Jump back on there because there might be something on the hour after that that, you know, is really, really excitable. So, but yeah, I mean, I just, I'm really excited. I, I, to say I'm blessed is an understatement. Mm -hmm. Um, this last year has just been a whirlwind for me. Uh huh. You know, and it's like you and I talked before. As long as you love what you're doing and you put in the work, you know, the sky's the limit. Yep. You know, yep. You know, um, I've told a lot of people, um, opportunity is always going to come along. Mm-hmm. So it, you got to be ready for it, man. That's it. And you know, if you're if you're working your tail off, getting ready for the opportunity when it comes, you'll be ready. Things will work out, and you'll be able yep. to knock it out of the park. You know, if you're not, you're going to miss opportunity. And a lot of times, it, people don't directly come to you and say, "Hey, this is an opportunity. You should embrace this." Mm-hmm. It's just you got to be ready. Yeah. Um, you know, and you put the work in beforehand and then put in the work when the opportunity comes. That's when success happens. Yep. And um, I, I agree with you 110% because even now as I sit back, at, you know, after the kids go to bed and the wife's gone to work, you know, it's my time. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. I get my everything lined out for the next day and, and get everything. And it's – I'm sorry. I got goosebumps. Yeah. You know, but it, it's one of those that it's holy crap, I'm here, you know, and – I've got one direction to go with this, mm-hmm. you know, and as long as I've got good support, I've got good family structure, I've got good people in my life, you know, I've got people in my life like you who motivate me to do better, Yeah, you know, failure is not an option. And, no, and, it's, and it's not because I want to be that, that, that cocky person, but because mm-hmm. I know it's not going to happen. Yep. You know, I finally have that support that I always wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, I see the structure around me, yeah. you know, it, it, I can't thank you enough for mm-hmm. for this opportunity right here, man. I'm I'm happy to have you, and I'm glad to count you as a friend, man. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. uh, it's been a great journey. And so, yes, what's sir. the name of your business, real quick? Uh, Charlie's Pride Barbecue and Catering. Okay, and um, where can they find you? Uh, right now, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, Charlie's Pride. Charlie's Pride. Okay. Um, uh, outside of that, you know, the direct line to me, we have an industrial kitchen that we cook out of per Kansas state law. Okay. Uh, we don't have really have a food truck yet, so we mm-hmm. don't, we're not out and about. Uh, we take orders every week, mm-hmm. uh, from Monday through Friday, we take orders for the weekends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, direct, you know, either call my phone directly or through Facebook, through email, things gotcha. of that nature. Okay. Um, so like 
what we have on a regular basis is our slab special, mm-hmm. which is $25 for a slab delivered or two for 40 Okay. Uh, and we deliver those on Saturday or Sunday, depending on when you want, for tailgating mm-hmm. purposes, football games, stuff like that. Yep. Um, working, we are in the final process of getting our holiday menu okay. together, uh, whether full dinner or just a bird, ham, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So that's all in the works. And, and you know, this is like this is it. The real first year, I've hit it hard and heavy. So learning from mistakes yeah. and, and yep. playing. But, you know, like I said, it's Charlie's Pride Barbecue, mm-hmm. Casey, uh, Casey Barbecue at Facebook. Um, you can find it through mine, Matthew Brooks. Yeah, um, And I'll put that in the show notes, uh, okay. put the links to that, so they yeah, can jump it. on there. Yep. And make sure you go and uh, support Matt, man. Appreciate That's, it. Um, he makes some great food, and uh, he's a good dude, too. So anything else, any final shout-outs or anything you want to say, Matt? To all y'all that are listening that have been behind me through all this, thank you. Uh, thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you for, you know, keep pushing me. And guys, the sky's the limit. I don't think it's the last time you're going to hear from me. That is the truth, Matt. And, and thanks, for, thanks for coming. Oh, my uh, pleasure. On this thanks Tuesday for tonight. And heck yeah. I'm glad we could hang out. Heck and, yeah, uh, man. Had a blast. Talk some barbecue, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I'll hear from you. All right, bud. Thank you for listening to this episode uh, with my buddy Matt. Uh, Matt's a cool guy and definitely brings some information about what the competition barbecue world is about. So I hope you enjoyed that and maybe got some tips about uh, if you want to start smoking at home. It definitely is a cool way to cook some food. And I'm for sure going to have Matt back on again uh, to talk more about cooking and specifically about recipes and things like that. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm going to put the link to his business in the show notes and um, as well as his Facebook page. Check him out if you want some good barbecue. If you enjoyed this episode, it would really help me out if you shared it with your friends and family. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. When you do that, it helps this podcast come up in more searches and reach more people. Please go and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it so that you don't ever miss an episode. If you want to help support the Hunt, Fish, Eat podcast and have an opportunity to do some awesome stuff with me, please go check out our Patreon page and feel free to jump on at the level of support you feel comfortable with. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash hunt, fish, eat. Our Facebook is hunt, fish, eat outdoors. Our Instagram is hunt, fish, eat. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.